Welcome to the Space Between podcast today. Um, today's topic is the fine line between mental health uh, and spirituality. Uh, and we have today's guest is J.C. Natolo. Actually, um, just to uh, give a little, I don't know, tip of information, her and I have the same name, spelled the same way. We'll get into that later. Uh, but J.C. Natolo is here with us along with her ex-partner here, Joey Natolo, who's also the co-host of the show. Um, so today's show should be very interesting. That's all I got to say. Um, so first and foremost, um, JC, tell us where you're from. I uh, am from Los Angeles, born and raised here my whole life. Okay. And, uh, how were you raised? Um, how was your upbringing as far as like growing up in LA? Um, how are you raised? I had a good life. I was a good student. I, um, had a really normal, beautiful, healthy family life until about age 11. And, and, and how was 11, how was 11 for you? Wait, can we start over? I think we can start over. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? What, what, what do you mean? Okay, start the question over. Well, first, I just want to know how were you raised? Like, as far as, like, what... what? Okay, so I was raised... Jewish. Um, You're Jewish. In a Jewish family. Okay. My parents were married, happily married. I have two brothers. Okay. Very normal. Well, <laughs> what I thought was normal at the time. Um, but very, a very healthy life mm -hmm. uh, until age 11. Like, mom would cook dinner every night. We would sit at the family dinner every night. We had barbecues every weekend. Dad would mm -hmm. go to work. Very normal until age 11. So you, you you keep saying until age 11. So, you know, the only question that I would have is... What the hell happened at age 11? What the fuck happened at age 11? <laughs> like, uh, at some, age 11. some unusual <laughs> circumstances happened. I'll just leave it like that. Um, you know, just some unusual stuff. My dad was driving to work one day, and he never came home ever again. So life changed gotcha. for me at, at that age. Totally, totally. Make a long story short. No, I, I trust me, I get it. Um, you know, a part of this podcast, the connection points that we have, a lot of it's through loss. A lot of what I became awakened to in my life was through loss. Um, so I totally understand. Um, they were both uh, how to articulate it and how not to. Um, so I get it. Uh -huh. I totally get it. Totally get it. Um, but really coming back to just understanding the fact that you and I have the same name, I'll tell a little brief story about that. I met Joey, just to give you guys a little... For me. I met Joey uh, nine, ten months ago, nine months ago yep. um, in Arizona on a boat trip. Yeah, brother went on a boat trip. Don't know why, but I did. And I was the only brother there at the boat trip. Uh, the boat true. trip was like a, a mini Burning Man, I would say, uh, of sorts. And uh, I met Joey. He was like the first person I met. I was saying a bunch of crazy things. I think I called him Big Sexy at one point. It's also a character in one of his movies. I had no idea. Um, and then at one point, I see my name on his arm, like my like my real name, J-A-C-Y, on his arm. And I'm freaking out because, you know, for me, that's kind of weird. I've never seen my name on anyone's arm. Um, so I see it on this big, tall white dude in my room. I'm like, what? <laughs> why do you got my name on your arm? Next thing you know, he tells me about you. Um, so that's how we get here to now. <laughs> that's how we all get here to now. Yeah, it was definitely a trip. Definitely a trip. No one has my name. <laughs> no one has my damn Especially name. Especially spelled the same way. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. So, you know, that, that, that in itself uh, is a whole other conversation. But um, really, I want to understand how we connect these dots as far as like the fine line between mental health and spirituality. What you experienced through witnessing Joy's Awakening is definitely that fine line. Um, because what he felt and what you saw are two different things. Well, let's um, go back. Do you want to go back to like where we met? And, and no, we'll come back okay. there. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did you guys meet? Um, what was the first meeting? Because as, as I've been told, 
that's actually a podcast in itself. Yeah, it was yeah. the first meeting. <laughs> it's never been a dull moment. I'll just <laughs> put it that way. We met um, when I was 20 years old. Joey was 26. We were drinking green drinks at a club in Hollywood. And I actually spotted him across the room. He was wearing like a long leather coat. And he looked like a bad boy. And all my friends were like, oh, that's Joey Natolo. They're like, stay away. Stay away from him. He's trouble. And uh, so I, you know, I walked right up to him. I had to know what was going on with trouble. And um, we had a green drink together. We exchanged phone numbers. And then the next day he called me. And he invited me out to dinner. And I was 20, so I had no car. I don't know why I didn't have a car that week, but you were getting. You remember I was you in were the process of buying a new car. Yeah, yeah. So I had to rent a car, and because I was under 21, the only car I could get was a rent a wreck for 19.95 a day. So, <laughs> so it, here we are the next night. I'm like, fuck! I got this ugly piece of shit. I got to drive this <laughs> date with this hot guy, and he's in Hollywood, and it's like six o'clock. I'm ready to leave to go on this date, and my car. I'm all ready, you know. I got my leather jacket on, my skirt, my boots. And I get in my car to go, and my car won't start. Okay, mind you, there's no cell phones 24 years ago. There was no cell phones, nothing. So my car's not starting for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and meanwhile, at his apartment, he's getting held up at gunpoint. <laughs> so it's funny how fate and life works, because if my yeah. car would have started on time and I got to his apartment on time, it would have been a different situation. Yeah, there was anyway, she was, yeah, go ahead. 30 minutes later, my car started. So I rolled down the Hollywood, parked a big piece of shit in front of his apartment, <laughs> And I, I like knocked all excited on his door, and there was like chaos going on inside the apartment. Everyone's the running the around. Three minutes. The, the, the guys with the gun had left within couldn't have been more than a minute and a half. Like I I, th- there's no way that that's why there's no way they didn't see her. I was like, I walked by when she un- she came to the door. She knocked at the door. I had time to go. I grabbed a beer I had <laughs> <laughs> and opened the door, and I looked at her, and I'm like, Did you see anyone run by you? And she was like, No. And I'm like. But everyone in the apartment was like running circles around each other. And he goes, you, you told me to have a seat on the couch. And I was just at, like watching everything that was going on. And I knew something just went down. It was obvious. And so he goes, come here, I got to talk to you. And he takes me outside and we sit on the curb. And he goes, um, I need to go take care of some business. Mm-hmm. But I really like you. I really want to see you again tonight. So don't <laughs> go back home. And he goes, I'll meet you. Can, I, can we meet in like an hour? So I was like, all right. At the okay. snake pit? I went, so I drove this rent a wreck to the, to the bar down the street. I didn't have an ID on me, but I ordered a beer, and they thank God they served me. And then, it, like, an hour went by, and I'm like, this fucker, he never showed up. So then I, I, I get up to leave, and he walks th- through the front door as I'm walking out. And I was like, all right, you came back. So we hung out for a little bit. We hung out for a couple hours. And then he goes, I'm like, you're not going to kiss me goodbye? And <laughs> he goes to give me a kiss goodbye, and I get in the car, close the door, and his shirt got caught in my door, and I drove home with his shirt <laughs> hanging out the car door the rest yeah. of the ride home. Anyway, and... From that day on, we spent every night together in like hotel rooms all over LA. Because he was afraid to go home. Yeah. So what happened was, I left and had to go deal with what what it, what had happened. And <laughs> but I was thinking I I had to get back because yeah. I was thinking I wanted to get back to to see her. Yeah. Um. But obviously, my adrenaline and a lot of things were going at the time. But um, I got back and from there, it was almost like a everything coming to like a finale at that point right at the day we met because at that point I knew that I had to move because I wasn't safe at that 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 place where I was at so we stayed at hotels at all over Los Angeles but in that time those three weeks we sat up and just talked about nothing else happened like we just talked about life yep and drank ourselves to death we would cry and talk about our lives like three weeks it was like all through the night all through the day we just sat in hotel rooms crying and talking we were like two lost broken 
pretzels. Yeah, like for real, for real. Like so we stood so that situation sent us to for us staying all over the place and it almost started us to talk about a plan of how we weren't gonna do that. Cause she grew up from what she was talking about eleven is her father was taken away and, and was incarcerated in the witness protection program. So that's why it's hard for her to talk about. But so her life had changed. My life I my dad was a heroin actor and a pimp mm-hmm. and it was just pretty colorful situation Mm -hmm. so when we came together in that point we're like how can we do this but do it the right way how we in our minds created this picture in our head Mm -hmm. of what we felt was going to be a perfect life and it had to do with malibu actually we actually even said it at that park on pico boulevard do you remember sitting down yeah you say because i mean that doesn't no we we, we (laughs) we ended up finding an apartment and moving in together we were together every day we never spent a day apart and we would talk about like our dreams and our goals and like Mm -hmm. we would laugh about it like it was it was like impossible that it would ever happen. We wanted kids. We wanted a lot of kids. We wanted to live in a big house and have nice things. And the, the ultimate dream was to live in Malibu. And which we, this was so far-fetched from where we both were at. I was like washing hair at a hair salon, sweeping, toil- sweeping floors, cleaning toilets. I was still trying to collect money that he people owe me for selling drugs. He was hanging out with <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of hoodlums that I was trying to take him away from. And mm. we were just like rolling with life. <laughs> we would laugh about it. Like, you know. Yeah, like one day if we could have these things, that'd be great. But it's so far out and probably will never happen. I mean, oh, uh, I tell you, you two, like I've said before, and I've told you this, Jason, I've told you this, Joy, as well. Um, the last nine months of my life spent in California with Joy um, has been the most transformative months of my life because I've witnessed the most interesting humans, human connection, people with your same name. All these things have come in the last nine months. Now, let's transition from you guys meeting and I think we guys have four kids now. We have four um, kids. Four kids. You guys actually did get to Malibu. We did. <laughs> you guys got to Malibu. And how did that happen? Oh, my God. It was like a 21 years of, of roller coaster ride. <laughs> I mean, ups and downs, hustling, opening businesses. What, what happened was, too, was uh, at the time we, we finally got an apartment. It was with it right after the time tour we decided what we were going to do with our life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have to ditch all these people, these friends I knew. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I remember I rolled out of bed one day and I go, I'm going to get in the film business. And she I looked was at running on the treadmill. I was walking on the treadmill like seven months pregnant. And he goes, I'm going to start making films. <laughs> and I started giggling like, uh, again, like laughing. Yeah. But it, and it was funny because the idea in my head was what I knew about. So she goes, are you sure you are? <laughs> and, I, and I really didn't know what I was doing. But I, I left, called a friend of mine who, knew, who was in a film business and had an idea and I was like what did I know about I knew about street hustling and mm-hmm. slinging and being on the street so I started writing the uh, this idea for the original idea for uh, a man apart starring Vin Diesel um, little did I know at the time when I did that what was going to happen mm-hmm. you know at all and either did she it was just we were like two young kids and we had I, these I dreams and we were like we're going to do this and we decided to do it in the way we best knew how. And that was just fucking put your head down and run straight ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. No, it was like, ca- it was chaos we at its best. Doors but in. We fucking kicked doors in. We, we did. did. We were we did. total hustlers. We knew what we wanted. We knew the life we wanted and we weren't stopping until we got it. It was, right. that, it was like that every day. No. And we every did. And, 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 and it was team. It was, it was to, to talk about, you know, teamwork. Cause we did it. We talked about it from such, we, I mean, we, it was, we didn't sit there and say, we're going to make this plan and do it at all. But it was kind of like that. 
like we sat down at that park and we created this thing and it was like we knew what we were doing, knew what our goals were. And if, you know, even we went with certain meetings, the way we reacted with the way we talked it, like if she knew if I was tripping and I knew if she was tripping or yeah. how we, it was just, we just knew. Oh, it sounds cheesy. Like you put something out into the universe and it fucking came, it happens. It, it does. Wait, what did you just say? You put it out in the universe and it happens. <laughs> I know, I know. It's... <laughs> She said it was that. She said it. She said it. It's true, though. It, it is true. If you it actually believe and, and really, you know. And that's that's really 100%. That's Yogi G. Believe it. See? Oh, here we it's go. For real. Here we go. Um, I believe that Eddie, Eddie said this um, during the first pre-interview. He said that anything that Joey touches turns to gold. And I, I think you said that. that. You said that. You said a friend of yours said the same thing. Um, the things that it you does, get involved it's, in. It's the hustle and the, and the spirit behind it. It's yeah. the um, it's the passion that we both have and the drive from what we went through growing up, I think. And that it's, yes, it's a different animal behind what we believe in. We don't stop until, <coughs> we, until it's done. And a lot of, I don't know if most people have that in them, but we both experienced some unusual shit growing yeah. up. And so we have this driving force. She was emancipated at 14. 14? 14. 14 years old. So, I mean, so it was just opposite because she went from having a fairy tale life. Princess, yeah, her, yeah. her dad's a scary guy, but not in her eyes. He was a great dad. Yeah, for so sure. So that was very confusing for her when they took him away. But then so. No, I went I, from riches to rags. I, I and, and you did the opposite. And did the opposite. And we met in the middle. It's, hmm. it's exactly so. We met in the for middle. For me, it was the best lesson of all time. Like you go from having everything in the world and it's taken away, you know. From having everything and it's taken away overnight, it's a you, there's no greater lesson in life. Yeah, for sure. And then having to start all over again and rebuild a life for yourself. And it's 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 even similar to like you know me. I played football, and so you know most of my life was built around sports, built around being a professional athlete or becoming one. And when that dream didn't happen, I had to pick up the pieces and make something else of my life. And this is what it kind of boiled up into. Um, but it's like we all have to pick up the pieces at some point in our lives, yeah. which whatever we have. Whatever she was cutting, good yeah. Or bad. That's no. she, she started right then, picked up the pieces, and started cutting hair when she was 14, or sweeping hair. 16. 16 yeah. years old. And, and when we met, so she, for 16, 16 years old, and when we met, I bought her that hair salon. Hmm. She was 19 years old. So for those four, so she worked all the way into that. She, that's where from she got from pregnant. From cleaning the toilets to being the owner. Yeah. <laughs> she got pregnant there. Like, yeah. for, no, for real. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. That's nuts. Now... You know, yeah, it sounds all fairy tale out there, guys. Um, beautiful 21 years of marriage. Um, but there was a point in time when um, Joey, of course, encountered his own spiritual awakening um, and began to, um, in your eyes, lose his wits. Yeah. And so I just want to jump there and see and say, you know, or ask, what did you witness as far as initially? What was the, the, the kind of the symptoms um, that you saw early on that kind of let you know that something deeper was happening than just, you know, some shit. You know? So, okay, when was little Joey born? 2011. So 2010, Joey's dad passed away. Mm -hmm. um, I was six months pregnant when he passed. And I remember going home like any other day, and I found Joey downstairs in a bathtub with his dad's jacket on, fully clothed, immersed in water all over his face all over his body and I looked at it, I was like oh my god and he was like humming and doing all these weird noises and like so I was like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> like something is not right so and he stayed you stayed in that bathtub for like days you would come out and eat and go right back in the bathtub so I didn't know what the fuck was going on and then 
finally when you did come out, you were acting weird. You were acting different. I was for a while, and I, you know, here I am pregnant with our fourth child. <laughs> so for six months, you were off. Yeah, you were definitely not yourself. And I don't. And what I did in the bathtub was, I didn't realize at the time what I was doing, but now I do. Is I was I'd go into the bathtub and I'd submerge to the water was over my ears, so I could only hear my heart beating. And I would get into a meditative state, and I would stay there for hours. And at the time, I just and I would wear my dad's coat though for. I felt maybe I could feel him or something, but um, the reason for that I was able to just feel this, and I would I would listen to that beat in my heart, and I would identify it with horses walking, and it would put me in this very calm state, and I'd be able to kind of just go off, and that's why I would be able to stay there for hours. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time; I just felt very comfortable doing it. But here's this guy that I've known for all you know. 15 years, but hardcore, gnarly gangster, like, you know, like rough. And he's like laying in a bathtub, thinking of horses trawling around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't who say, I didn't is say this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say trawling around. <laughs> so I was saying some night know, shit. Like, <laughs> she's a, she is so trawling. I'm like trying to keep the house normal, as I always did over the years, because he was a handful, okay, mm. always. But I, and I was always like, you know, like covering everything up, like, you know, come on, kids, time to go to school. We have, we're, we have a normal life. Like, get in the fucking Bentley. Let's go to school. No. Um, but it was always, right. like, but yeah, yeah no, come home. Didn't. We'd eat dinner. I'd make dinner every night. But, and you were tripping, though, for six months. So I was just trying to keep everything normal. Mm -hmm. and it so was, like, no the first time it happened it. earlier. And, and she did. She, the best of, she held it together. The kids were younger. And I didn't know what was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. But it first started happening. And I started reading, I started reading books. Um, I didn't read a lot. At all when I was younger. Power of your, the Subconscious Mind was a book that changed you the a little bit, too. Power of the Subconscious Mind. I read that like nine, ten times. That was the one that 100 just... hundred times. Nine hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> I listened to it like over and over and over, obviously, yeah. But it, then it, I I moved us to Malibu. I, I had this... I woke up, and I was like, we're moving to Malibu. If Native Americans can live in a tent, we can live in a, we can live in a mobile home. Trailer. Mm -hmm. Expensive one, but a nice one. Yeah. Anyways, so... Against their will, because at first you guys said we are not doing okay, it. He shows you know, us this trailer. I'm out here. I'm not. I'm like nine months pregnant. Right. The, the roof is caving in. <laughs> rot coming through the floors. My dad just died. He goes, "Don't I'm worry, tripping. honey. Like, don't. We, we live in this beautiful house, okay? Yeah. And he goes, "Don't worry. I'm gonna take this one off. We're gonna put a new one on. It's gonna be perfect." So he did. We ended up buying it. I had the baby, and we went down there. We we put a new unit on. It was like a three a triple wide trailer, right at the beach, and. We loved it so much. The, f the house was not done. There was no electricity, no water. We moved in. There was no floors in. We brought a, 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 yep. a, like a plug-in heater and a little stove. Moved our kids there with air mattresses in the dust. And we lived. We would not leave. We got rid of everything in our life. And yeah. we stayed at the beach. We never left. Yeah. Like at, first they were at first, they were like, oh, it was like anarchy. They were going to, I was done. And he stopped working. It was Yeah, because I was, I, I, I started to like, I started to open up a little yeah, bit, yeah, and I didn't sure. know it at the time, but I wanted to not work. I wanted to spend as much time with my family. I really started to change. I started going through this change and not knowing what it was, and at the very first, the kids were younger, and she was just trying to hold on and hopefully bounce back. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not knowing where it was going, but hopefully I was... And I started to come back and fade back into it, and then it kind of went away for a second. You were drinking heavily. When we lived there, it was like we were on vacation full-time, so we were partying. Yeah, no, yeah. Drinking, we were on the beach. Life was good. He wasn't. We had no bills. Like it was easy living, no stress. I was. Re I retired. I, I was. He done. was retired for two years. You'd run on the beach at four in the morning. You were actually off your rocker when we were there for a little bit. Yeah, I was you tripping. were like running down the beach naked and shit. You were <laughs> 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 who's that? There's a fucking guy again. Yeah, no, they, they fucking. <laughs> 
people there definitely tripped out on us for sure. I almost drowned one day and there was no waves. They're like, what's he doing? <laughs> I think that guy's hit his head. <laughs> you remember that? Well, that explains it all then. <laughs> but here, here's my question, though, as far as like, we laugh and we joke, but when you guys did um, size down or downsize, excuse me, um, into the trailer, you know, why did you guys feel so connected? Why did you guys feel so warm there, so home there? Like, what was the, what was the reason? You know, because you got from this we big old house. Connect. We were always connected. We had a very tight family. We were close. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Inseparably we close, like a wolf pack. Like, not mm -hmm. normal. No joke. Not no Everywhere we went, our kids went. We never traveled without them. It mm -hmm. was like, if, if we were there, they were there, they mm -hmm. were there with us. I, there was no babysitters. There was no nanny. None of that shit. They were always with us. When we went there, we were all in one room together. It was like... And then he was surfing with the boys. I mean, it was like, it was a, I don't know, it was just a simpler life. Instead of trying to like hustle and to keep up, like we always were for all those years and try to make money and fancy cars, fancy houses. It was like, ah, I finally we could breathe I, and like just chill for a minute. I disengaged from the, like the rat race yeah. a little bit. And I, and I felt that it was, and I don't know, it was like as my dad passed, I remember one of the things my dad said, the last thing he said to me, and I'm not even kidding you, he was real pissed off and he said, uh, Money is your god. Yeah, and I, and it that. didn't. Yeah, and I got. I didn't 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 really say anything. Fuck. You. I was I was I was so angry. You never took care of me anyway. So mm -hmm. I was I I was more bitter about something else that didn't even connect. Nothing even happened. But after he died, it like it was like a loop in my head over and over. And I was like, what is that? Why is that? Why does that keep going? It's consistently going off. And so then I wanted to start kind of detaching from material things. And I started doing it in a way, and I think one of the ways was to move to Malibu and, and be a simple in a simple way, but not be, you know, something that was shocking to the system. And it was a beautiful place, and it was great. We loved it, you know. Um, and it was we were we were enjoying ourselves, drinking wine, listening to Dave Matthews walking down no, the beach. Life was good. Life was good. It was good. But then what happened after that? I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, the market. This is <laughs> two years went by, and it was like. Um, the trailers in there were starting to sell at mm -hmm. top dollar. And it was like an opportunity for us to like grow a little bit more. So the trailer is just as... Well, I bought, what happened was I, I did, I started purchasing a couple of pieces of property in Malibu to develop. No, I'm getting to that. Okay. So the, the prices went up. Yeah. We sold our trailer at top dollar. Now you guys are in Malibu. You guys are having a wonderful life living in the trailer. Um, the trailer sells top dollar. Um, and you guys transition. What was the transition like and what... I got, the, I got the money bug again. Okay. I, st I started to itch, <coughs> and I knew, you know, I have that a little bit of an instinct with, or I did at the time, and I knew that to purchase property at a certain time, and I did, mm -hmm. in a couple of places in Malibu, and uh, a couple, one in Beverly Hills, um, I started building high-end spec homes. Um, I just kind of walked away. I even gave away a lot of money. I, the, the company that I was uh, started and ran, I gave to the guy that was managing it, and everybody was like, why'd you do that? And I'm like, I wasn't really sure at the time. I just knew that I was buying these houses in Malibu and I was going to build them. Mm -hmm. So I was going to build, you know, JC's and, and my dream house, you know, um, in, were in Malibu, in Point Doom. And uh, that's what I did. I, I bought those uh, properties and I started designing and developing them with her, with her help. We started putting this together because we back, we'd, we'd back to hustle them. mode. We were back yeah. in full-blown <laughs> hustle <laughs> mode. Yeah. But let's get to, okay, so we had this one property we were building. Um, the one I'm currently living in, and then the one Joey's living in now, we all moved into that one. Yeah, it was an old, old ranch house, like riggedy. Full and ocean I, views, though. It's, I, I was it's, it's beautiful. I'm not, it's a beautiful house, but I'm saying from where I, 
where I took them from to put in here because it didn't have heat, yeah. didn't have air conditioning. It's it it kind of gnarly. It's a nice house, but I'm just saying nice from the amenities, it didn't have it. It needs a so, facelift. So why we're there, we're already not, it's, it's our m- most unhappy place I think we ever lived just because the condition of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the during this time, his best friend died. It was January <coughs> 2016. And every, we'd go to the gym together every day. Um, we always worked out together. We lived a healthy life together. My dad had died a year before, I think, in that it wasn't house. wasn't even a year. A, a it few, wasn't even a year. It was I like forget. six months. So in that house, like, a lot of weird shit happened. And when my dad died, I checked out for, like, a long time. I went dark. It was, like... It was within six, seven months. Jeff passed and away. Then and his her best friend died. Away. And so... So I, was, I went right. She went left. And... It was a bad time. Emotionally, you know. And, and so we were very, like, just, just disconnected from... Really, any, not saying anything, but when that happens, you're out, you're out in, in space in your head. So mm-hmm. he was going to the gym. With that. I stopped working out. I was literally just like, I was lost. And he would go to the gym in the morning. I'm just going to go there. And then he would not come home for dinner. And I was like, where the fuck is he? Like, I'm making dinner. Where is he? And then this kept happening. And then he would come home and his eyelashes were fucking tinted. His hair was done all special. He was wearing, <laughs> all, these, he was wearing all these fancy clothes. So I'm like, okay, something's not right. <laughs> He'd go to bed at night, and I would spy on his phone, which I never did. I trusted Joey with my life, mm-hmm. okay? So, but I knew. I knew him so well. I was like, something's not right. I'm not, I'm not a fucking idiot here. And so I would look on his phone, and I see this girl texting him and leaving voicemails that he tried to delete, but I would find them in his phone. And so I put his tracker on his phone, and I'm like, I, I want to see where he's at every night. And sure enough, he was going to bars and meeting this fucking girl that he met at the gym. He, he was having a full-on affair. Two days after... Two days after my best friend Jeff passed away. This uh, this woman came up, sat. She came up, stood next to me on the stairmaster, and started talking to me. And, and at he the told time, me about her. He I came told, home I, that I, night. I said, That's yeah. how weird we were. He's like, JC, this girl came. I'm gonna stay away from her. She sounds like trouble. That's mm-hmm. the first she, thing. I said. She knew, but she had looked at my Facebook. But she knew Jeff had died, and so she came up and she'd asked me, and I, I just I didn't, I didn't say anything. So she she knew what she was doing. And anyways, long story short, I you know it takes two to tango, and we proceeded and we had, you know, we had an affair. Yes, we did. And but they uh, denied it for well, a, for a long time. Well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even said. We stopped we stopped it we stopped it. And so okay, imagine this. It stops. I think I get away with this and everything's okay cuz I'm like what have I done? You, I'm telling you. I remember sitting one day sitting on the fireplace and Chaz came in and I, I, I had tears coming down my face because I was like, how have I got myself into this situation? Yeah. No, you'd come home and look at me and start crying. I'm like, this fucker's so guilty. <laughs> he's so fucking guilty. I mean, it's like, it's, he's like bleeding out his skin like he's fucking guilty. Okay, no, bad, bad. I even found a note. We finally finished the other house in Malibu, the one I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I, I was doing his laundry and there was a note in his jean pocket from the girl, from him or something saying how Good, he wasn't bad or something crazy, and they still denied it. So okay, so this is where. Well, no. So what happened was so shit starts getting crazy no, no, so after this. So th- no, that goes away. What mm-hmm. happens is, no, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. It kind of starts. I still to can't di- believe it. I'm still so naive. There's no way he would no, do but that it's, to me. It's no, but dis- it's dissipated. It's nothing. It's gone away. My kids are telling me they're like, "Mom, he's." So so I'm just thinking. I want to try to mend the situation, whatever I can do. For sure. Okay. I I, I started thinking of the mistake I made. Started thinking, what am I doing? We're. I mean, this is obviously a, a fucking mistake. So in the middle of all this stuff happening, I'm sitting there like any other day, and she's still trying to like figure this out. She's. We have four kids. What are we doing? And we ended up 
I, I don't know how, but we ended up going to a Boy George concert. Uh, I think I knew it was very sentimental to her because her dad was a big Boy George fan. And mm -hmm. so I said, you know, let's, let's go see this Boy George concert. It was just mm -hmm. a weird kind of thing that we did. And we went, and it was me, uh, JC, and my buddy Jeff's sister, Laura. And, um, and we were just hanging in there by a thread at this time. I think that, you know, she was done, but I don't know if, you know, she she was done, but she was there physically. But you know what I mean? And it, But I was trying as hard as I could to try to fix something that was unfixable. Um, I always had two rules. Because one, if you ever lay a hand on me, I will leave you that day. And two, if you ever cheat on me, I was done. So but I couldn't prove it. I didn't know at this point she yet. She didn't know. So, 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 so now let's back. So she couldn't prove it. She had a feeling. And I was just trying to, like, blur any confusion with as much love as I could. And how can I make this... How can I fix this mm -hmm. quick? Whatever I can do. Um, we go to this Boy George concert out of nowhere. I'm walking to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, life as I know it is completely normal. I'm, I'm smoking weed. I picture you jumping through the hallways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, seeing Jeff. Yeah, I, I, you know everything's cool. You wake up, sun rises. Like I tell you, it sets. Everything's normal. Get to money. Do this. Everything, right? Yeah. I, I'm walking to the bathroom by myself. I hear Boy George singing. I'm 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 groovy, baby. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I can hear Jeff's voice whispering, singing to Boy George in my ear. It was in my right ear because I remember I look up and I went to slap him five. Like I put my hand up just like that. And right when I did that and I saw my hand, I'm like, I almost was like, what? Wait. I started to go out. Oh, wait. I'm tr wait. I just heard his voice. It felt so real to me. Then I started getting nervous. I started looking around. I'm like, wait a minute. You I started panicking. You came I back to the seats. Yeah. You're like, I just gave Jeff a high five in the hallway. And I looked at him like, yeah. what are you talking about? I, I just want to watch the concert. And he's like, no, no, no. No, he's here. Uh, he's, he's here with me. I just gave him a high five. I'm like, Joey, Jeff passed away like, how long ago? And he, this is where everything started to change it for changed. Joey. No, this was it. it. Like, whew. It changed. I mean, from that point, from that point, because I felt it and it, I knew it was so real to me. So I was like looking at them and she's, I'm t trying to explain to her and she's like, yeah, he's here with us there. He's always here with us. I'm like, <laughs> no, like this motherfucker's here. He's, he's, he's here. And I'm trying to look at them. And I'm like, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm freak. I'm everything you can imagine, but I'm trying to, am I crazy? What was it? So I go to sleep. I go to sleep that night and I woke up that, I woke up again in the middle of the night and then it was a full blown conversation. We're in the shower. Yeah. You went into our shower, and I found you running in circles in the shower. You were chasing yourself. You were like, you were screaming, you were crying, you were panicking to death. And I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't know. I closed the door, and I just walked away. Yeah. Because I was like, he's, I thought, you know, you were eating edibles. You were eating a mass amount of edibles at this time. And I thought you were having a bad trip. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't edibles. I wish it was, but it wasn't edibles, but I was, I, what happened is I started getting up at three in the morning and I didn't, I'd never done that before. And so sometimes she would find me running around or you'd find me in a corner, like in a, in the corner of the shower it was a huge shower. I built, it looked like a sarcophagus. It was about 10 by 10 we foot. We built, we, we built it. We did we that. Give me a little credit here. <laughs> <laughs> we built it. She knows, she knows it. We built it. <laughs> so she'd see me go in here and, and start acting and we I get when I think about it, it 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 was strange I didn't know what I was doing I guess I was shedding karmic other lives all kinds I mean I now I understand what's happening but at the time I didn't and but I but I felt this pull to have to go in every night I so every night I'd wake up at three in the morning 
and I go in there, but I started having full-fledged conversations with, with my dead friend, Jeff. And at We're first, talking like six hours in the shower with the water running on his body, like laying on the floor in the shower. So I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. this is crazy. So and I didn't know the thing with the water, but I just felt comfortable you know, there. Sometimes you were in at all through the night, you, not even at three in the morning. He would come home from work, get in the shower, lay in there till the morning, and you had no sleep for days this went on. Hmm. It did. There well, was there was t- moments where I was I was like worried about you because she, I'm sure she was, I mean I was I what I was doing is meditating. I wasn't doing anything besides going into a meditative state. But at the time because I'd never meditated before, she didn't look like I was f- Well, Joey's an all or nothing guy, so uh, you you I tell him to meditate, he was fucking meditating to fucking Mar- Mars. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was meditating, all right. He <laughs> took it there. I was trying to cross over. <laughs> no, but you know it's funny she said that cuz it, it's it's true. I I was like, could somebody let me see under the veil for a minute? And that's where I started to look at things. That's why money and those things started to be less important to me because I saw something much, I might say bigger, but much more universal, much more, you know, I I can't, you know. Okay, so could we, a couple days go by from this, that's where it all started. Yeah. Now we're at like Thanksgiving, I think it's 2016. And... He goes to the. He comes home from work. Uh, it was a Friday. Thanksgiving was that following Thursday. He comes home. Well, first, no. I, for what happened was, I, I just left. Something <coughs> goes. Something in my head goes. Go to the store and get water. And I was like, okay. So I go. I'll be back in a minute. So I go to Pavilions and I go. And it seemed I. It felt like I was just going to get water in my head. I told myself I'm gonna go get water. You want to know what water means to his state of mind? He comes home <laughs> with this much water. He came home with. 400 boxes of tinfoil, <laughs> 14 turkeys. He came home with diapers, markers, uh, baby wipes. We don't have a baby, by the way. <laughs> he was six years old, out of diapers for many years. Um, he came home with water. It was like 55 cases of water. He came home with $3,000 worth of groceries. He had people. They have clips of it at Pavilions. He had them going in the back stock room for more tinfoil because we didn't have enough. And we already had, I'm, I'm not exaggerating, it was like 400 how was the day before Thanksgiving or after? No, it was the Friday before. So they so, w- so I took all the foil. So there was no tinfoil for Thanksgiving. No one in Malibu, in Malibu. had tinfoil or fucking turkeys <laughs> that year for Thanksgiving. There were so many turkeys. I was giving them to the gardeners, giving them to everyone I knew. I'm yeah, like, I got turkey. Like, yeah. We didn't have room in our fridge for it. We were okay? fucking pilgrims. <laughs> he was fucking bringing shit home like the world was ending that night. Okay, so we ha- here we are. So he comes home with all this shit, and I'm like, what is going on right now? Then we go into little Joey's room, and you start acting. He, 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 like, would fall to his knees and would start looking up, shaking. So I called his sister right away. I'm like, Don, you got to get over here. Something's not right. And call your parents. They got to get over here, too. I'm scared for my life. The kid, we're not safe. Because you walked in with all that shit. You're like, lock all the doors. Everyone put your cars in the driveway. No one's leaving tonight. Yep. So that's I was. I was worried. Now, what did you think was happening, Joey? Like in your mind, if you can, if you can crawl backwards, um, what did you think was going to happen? Um... At the well, at the time when when all these things started happening, it, I, I w- it's hard to explain, but I felt like I was able to start s- seeing visions of mm-hmm. not sure if it was forward, back, side, or where it was coming from. But all of a sudden, the way my thoughts started coming through started changing, and I saw these images of of something kind of um, like an event that had happened, mm-hmm. and and it seemed so crystal clear to me, and I didn't know what to do, and so I felt that I ha- I was compelled that I was like I have to save my family. And so I th- said, well, if they do something, I was going to go get all, 
as I when I well the first thing let me back up when I went to go get the water and the rice I didn't know I didn't plan to do that yeah. I just thought I was going to get like a wa- like it was a normal day and so I called my friend Jeff's sister I go you got to come to the store now because they were about to call the police on me too they were tripping I was I wasn't panicked. But I was definitely confused at what the fuck I was doing. You were getting like glue sticks, batteries. I mean, you name Every, it. Anything you can do it. for like if there was going to be some kind of, you know. To this day, what, what the hell was the tinfoil for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was giving it out as party favors up until like two months yeah. ago. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we said we were it's make weird make buying it. To this day, I feel weird buying it because I had so much of it. <laughs> so it's like weird. No, I, the fi- the fo- I have no idea. I bought rice because I figured, you know, when... If electricity went out or, you know, because I was telling her, too, that I saw riots. Didn't I see? I was saying, what else I was mean, I saying? He I was, was, you were becoming your dad. You were becoming my dad. You were falling on the floor, collapsing. So I I'm thinking, he's on fucking major drugs right now. And I wasn't. So what the hell is he on? So I didn't know what to do. I got the kids out of the house. Like, I didn't want them seeing him like this. No, they went to their rooms. We, had, we weren't allowed to leave. We were on shutdown in this no, house. What Stuck I did was, I, okay, so I was determined. I was determined. I saw, and when I saw that Donald Trump, I saw him on the on the on the TV screen, and I was like, I, I was, I, it, it freaked me out. Yeah. I'm not, a, I don't care about that type of shit. It freaks me out to see Donald Trump. Uh, on it TV. doesn't bother me. He's got great hair or whatever. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I just don't to pay attention to that type of shit. You I know did. what I mean? It's yeah. not my in my wheelhouse. But for whatever reason, that day it did, and I was freaked. So I said, "You guys, you guys have to come to the house. You guys, you have to call the whole house. If they don't come, they have to come." And I was determined. I had to get everyone there, and I said, "Please." Anything, it's just if if they do come, you have to promise tomorrow that you'll check yourself in. No, 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 hold on. Yeah. Hold on a minute. We were stuck in the fucking house with you for eight days because I didn't want to call 911 because it was Thanksgiving. Was it eight days? Eight fucking days with you at, like a maniac. You were running through the house naked with Japanese swords. Okay, let's get <laughs> real here. Think, I have a thing Let me swords. just refresh your memory. <laughs> I got a thing Okay, you were jumping on the kids' beds while they were sleeping on all fours like licking their ears like a dog. Like, no, I'm kidding. You were like, <laughs> you were like whispering in their ears. Like, we, didn't, we were all like, what do we do with this maniac? Okay, we were afraid. We all were sleeping with one eye open. Put it that way. Your mom and Dave were in my room in an air mattress because I was scared for my life. We were all petrified. Huh. So we went through eight days of this because it was Thanksgiving. We like, we all, our dinners were like family, food, you know. What I saw. So what hold I on. Saw the Wait, go ahead, go hold on. We get through Thanksgiving dinner. My, my handicapped brother shows up to surprise me that day. I haven't seen him in like two years. He shows up, so he's there for Thanksgiving. He doesn't know that my my husband is a maniac right now. I thought I could he's make him walk. So he's handicapped. <laughs> he, he starts rubbing his legs. My poor brother can barely walk. Oh he's, this he's in a freak I'm is like trying <laughs> to heal his legs, okay? So anyway, it was like... P- like dinner was walk. Sh- no, it was like I did. I swear he was screaming because it was he was in pain, <laughs> and I was screaming at them. Don't tell me he will walk now. It was like dinner with schmucks. That rise, was you will rise. <laughs> it was like dinner with schmucks. I swear, like penguins in the house, the whole deal. I'm, okay. I'm in your mind now. <laughs> yeah, so we get through Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, we're all like on pins and needles because we don't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. His behavior is bizarre. Okay, it was. It's getting. It's escalating e- each day. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. night we're all exhausted. No one slept. Mm-hmm. So everyone sits me down. They're like, you have to be the one. You have to, you have to call 911. It's, we're going to take the kids out of the house. He could, he's not safe for himself. So your mom took the kids to go get breakfast. I call 911. Half the fucking fire department shows up, police department, ambulances. They show up. He starts acting normal for two hours. <laughs> he's walking them around our house, showing them how he built the house. He's showing them what material he used. And I'm watching this going, this clever motherfucker. He snapped out of it. And... He snaps out of this because he's so clever. 
And he was able to talk to them for two hours and like manipulate them to thinking everything's fine. Everything's fine here. So they sit him down, they take his pulse and it was like through the roof. And they're like, Joey, you're like about to have a stroke. We need to take you in and evaluate you. Your heart's pounding really fast. Let us just check you out. They, it took about two more hours of talking you into getting in that ambulance and going to get checked out. And the only way I'd get in the ambulance is if I put that crystal in my ass. He did. He put a crystal in his ass. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Hold on. He got that fucking crystal in his ass. They strapped him down in the ambulance. I had to sit in the ambulance. I had to sit in there with you, and you're cussing me out the whole time. You were so bad. He thinks I'm. He thinks I like put him in this ambulance. We get. We finally get to the hospital. That was the worst ride of my life because you were like strapped down and you're like forced. You're like tr- you're trying to attack me. And we get to the hospital. They evaluate him for a couple hours. It, they, a team of experts came in. And after experts. talking, whatever the hell they were, after talking with him, they only found marijuana in his blood, nothing else, which I was shocked. And because his behavior was so bizarre. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell it could be. And they said he has signs of schizophrenia, paranoia, uh, blah, 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 you name it, depression, everything. They're like, he's not safe to society. We're going to hold him on a 72-hour, 51-50. And so he, he was pissed. He was pissed. He was like, you fucking bitch. How could you put me in a psych ward? I was blamed for this for like a year later. I put you in this psych ward. Okay, well, no one could put any. I couldn't put Jossie in a psych ward right now if I wanted him to. Your behavior put you there. Simply. Okay, so anyway, th- that weekend goes by. We visit my oldest son and I. We went and saw you every day. You were angry. Angry like I'm like. Lifting uh, the table was, up, trying uh, to throw it at us. I mean, I was. It was. It was a really. It was a fucked place to be. It was a horrible the mental institution. UCLA. So Kanye West took over the whole UCLA bottom floor that week. We couldn't get him into the nice. No, but that was place. not the first time. That was like the second or third time. Well, Remember, I went back. They that took him to like the worst place available. It was the mm-hmm. only place open that night. It was. It bad. was. It, it was. It was bad. It was bad. And and and, bad. and just to chime in, I mean, I think you know when JC's talking about what she saw. Um, a lot of the symptoms that I have researched on Kundalini awakening, the spiritual awakenings in general, also share the same symptoms. And so I think that's what we mean when we mean the fine line between mental health and spirituality. Where do we draw it? And I think what happens often is that Western medicine is so quick to label and categorize people because it's for profit. And it's easier to manage um, humans that way. And just to say, hey, you got this, let's wash it clean, put you over there on the side. What we are trying to do is open up the conversation to understand what else is out there um, to really help people who may be having an awakening and don't know it um, and maybe also bringing things into their life that they're just trying to understand because they don't know what the fuck they're going through. And I think that's why um, these conversations are so timely and also just are so meaningful because (coughs) in Venice Beach, there is a high concentration of homelessness and a high concentration of, as I say, uh, interesting activity. <laughs> and um, and a lot of the people that I meet on the street, because I did a project a year or so ago called the Gratitude Project, where I got on the bus um, and spent ten days just traveling through Windward Ave, through Venice, and just picking up homeless people, asking them questions, filming them, um, get, getting them water, getting them clothes, socks, anything. And it showed me that these aren't crazy people. Um, these aren't people that are mentally ill. Um, they're misunderstood. And I found such compassion for their stories because they were so real. I was like, oh, these guys are just having a normal experience of life. But somewhere along the line, something happened. And no one was supporting them. No one had their Listen, back. Like I'm, I, I get that all. But how do you diff- differentiate, whatever, how do you say it, oh, yeah. between what drugs does to your mind and, 
like an underlining cause that could have been there from birth. Yeah. Uh, like I'm no medical doctor, but I've read enough about it to know that if you have mass amounts of Adderall and edibles in your body, it could tweak your brain. I mean, it's fucking very clear. Like, how do you, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure there is such thing as a kundalini awakening. I, I'm sure it's a beautiful thing. When you mix drugs and you have things altering your regular state of mind, how do you know what's real and what's not? Well, well I mean, you know? I mean, let's face it. I haven't done a drug in my life. I mean, so let's I face don't, it, though. I don't, you know. I think, I think certain foods, I think certain chemicals that are in the food, I think, I think certain chemicals that are even in our water. I think there are other ways in which they are, I would say, inducing us into the psychosis, into the mainstream of just craziness. But I do believe that there is also this other side of things where there's just a, a, a misunderstanding happening. And because we're so quick in society to just kind of push people into where we want them to believe, like, hey, just, just go over there, buddy. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, they they kind of they feel left out. They feel unsupported. They feel like they don't have, um, you know, anyone under them to help them understand what they're going through because that happens a lot in no, that, this that's country. Why it's, it is a cool thing that people that are lost or don't have a connection to anything, they have this as support. I think that's mm -hmm. really cool. It's not, this it's is what... I don't want you to be misunderstood. It's not the people that are lost. It's for people that, look, do you think, do I seem like a better person to you now than I did? Uh, for sure you are. For but sure. It, okay, so this is what I think because you're such a clever dude. You always <laughs> have been. Thank you thank took you. this situation where you were <laughs> fucking off your rocker. You, you took some shit and you tweaked, okay? You did. And you took it and turned it into a good situation for yourself. You found the Kundalini Yoga you found, um, what's the lady's name? That Tage. Tage. You found these people. You surrounded yourself by things that um, were positive for you at the time, and you're, you were clever. Like yes. It could have, anyone else would have fucking gone south, but would you hold took on, this exactly. and made it something, which is They would have cool. went crazy. They would actually they, went crazy. You were crazy and went crazy, and then you fucking. It saved my life. It's it, In a weird, ironic way, you took it and did something with it. But look. Do I believe you're channeling dead people or fucking have these gifts or power? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sorry. I believe you fucking tweaked out on drugs. I'm just being honest and real because, and I believe that you found something from that and now it's become a beautiful thing and you're, you have a healthier life because of it. You know, that's all. I don't oh. think like you're a fucking special gift. You're one of four people walking this earth with your powers. I'm Sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't mean, you that. were special to me for some time, but you're not that special. <laughs> no, and I respect that. No, and I, I just don't, I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm Unless you give me a message from my dad or my grandma right now. <coughs> I'm not asking, know. look, let me, let me, you'll know, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words, okay? So I'm not trying to say that, well, I guess I am trying to say it. I, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. This is a space between, and this is exactly how I got here, is by that, by that communication and how real it is. So what I do. What communication are you talking about? I speak to ascended masters. I I have a full, I fully communicate with an, another realm. That's how I got here, and this is what happened to me when I, when I was freaking out, running in circles. What happened is it looked like hallucinations. Was I was able to see past lives, and I wasn't able to differentiate at that point. As soon as that happened, I started to not know what was real and what wasn't real because mm -hmm. it seemed so real to me, and so I started running around thinking with swords that I was a Japanese warrior. I started feeling that. I was a part of a Chinese, one of the first emperor of China. Started feeling like King Arthur. I mean, some wild no, shit. It was like you can't explain this shit. It's, it was no, no. We're here, but also, you mentioned to me earlier, 
before we got started taping that uh, there's what's the your favorite book? My favorite book of all time is Many Lives, Many Masters. Now what? Now you told me by Dr. Brian Weiss. Dr. Brian Weiss, beautiful Jewish man. Um, <laughs> now what did Dr. Brian? Now what happened? Because you explained something. I used to be a spiritual person before all this happened. No, but tell me about the book. Tell, um, me, tell me why 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 that's your favorite book. I love this book because it was first of all it was written by a Harvard graduate and he was a doctor that was very well respected and he was hypnotizing patients to heal them from their fears in life of what their past lives um no like one lady had a fear of flying or fear of like swimming or what so he but it was called many lives many masters many, right so many, it had to let do me with get lives. to it <laughs> <laughs> so this one lady comes in and he's trying to heal her he's he hypnotizes her mm -hmm. because she has fears or whatever and it, during the eighth session he had with her um she starts telling him about his son that passed away that no one knew about or wouldn't know about and starts talking about his heart condition, I think it was. And so he, you know, like, whoa. He jumps back, and he's, he starts tape recording the session. And so now she's telling him about his son. So he changed his whole career and became a hypnotist for the rest of his life, healing people and guiding them through their past lives. And by talking to people in other realms. Yeah, so this book to me so was, so was fascinating. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's back it over the, the <laughs> body. <laughs> okay, we're talking a Harvard graduate, not on drugs. Right, correct. <laughs> Who I we don't know. <laughs> we, we don't, don't know what he's no. on, okay? You're true, you're true. Mr. Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Weiss. <laughs> Let's get real. So I was fascinated by these. These these people would go through many past lives through this book. It's kind of It all sounded crazy until she actually <clears throat> was talking with his son and gave him real information. Do you believe it? So I believe that because the information was real. You have not given me any real information. If you did, I'd be like, fuck yeah, shake my hand. You are dope. I haven't gotten any information from you. Okay. Nothing that makes any sense. Believe me, I want you to have this gift. There's nothing more. But we're not here. What we're trying to do, though, I'm not trying to convince you or anyone else about a gift. All we're trying to do is talk about the symptoms and how they correlate and how we can help people. But ultimately, it's real. It's happening. I, you know, I hope it is. I, I, I have no <laughs> sure. Now, the first thing you said, and this is the exact thing that I said, is why is this happening to me? Because I knew me as me, as a, a hoodlum, somebody who did some pretty heinous shit. But, you know, I had a good heart. So the last thing I thought was that this would be happening to somebody like me. And when Ascended Master started speaking to me, yes, it, it definitely threw me off a little bit. And yes, they <laughs> do speak to me. And that's how come I speak to them and I have a teacher that is one of his first students because I didn't know what to do with this information. So when I went to them, I said, look, this is what's happening. This is what's being said. And as I, I was able to uh, transfer information that wouldn't have been able to be known, but to them. Yeah. So what I think is it's not one of those things like a gift to where it's like for my convenience to where you could say, say this and say that. I mean, I think I, I think I could if I sat and I meditated on it, but I'm, I'm not somebody that's, that's trying to do that. What I feel that that gift is here is to, be able to create a platform to talk about these things and help other people in my position. And I'm, I'm serious because I, I could make money. You I, I had a gift of making money. You did. Okay. So I, I walked away from that, and I, I did it for what I believe in this. And I feel I can do that again and ultimately use that same, that same drive that I had, that, that life energy force that, that I was doing it for the, you know, do you I think, can I ask, can I be straight up right now? Please do, yeah. During the last two years, okay, because everyone that knows you knows that you're not the same person now, right. okay? Do you think that you've come across people that have taken advantage of you over the past two years? No, and yes. <laughs> I love no that you started yes. now. 
Um, no and yes. Yeah. No and yes is that there's a necessary evil. It's like when you do a deal with somebody. A lot of times when you do deals with certain people, you don't really you get to other people by that person. It's like a bridge or it's a connector. So sometimes without that connector, you couldn't even got to the next part. True. No, true. And so I just I've, I've seen so much weird stuff but I've had happen to, to you during this transformation though. that it, it also it's, it's blocked me off from all my everything I believe in. And, I, and that's what I don't want to do. And I want to be able to talk about this in a linear way to where it makes sense to you because the thing I was trying to do is prove to you that I wasn't crazy, which made me look more crazy. Like if I even see someone with a yoga mat, I am like, I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> that's. But that's look. I'm done. That's, but that's up to you to be <coughs> done. But that's you closing off and being being no, not it's open me. to it. I, I, it's nothing to do with that. It's n- I did yoga during all my pregnancies, all that. It's you know you were paying these people and they were telling you you have a gift. No, okay, but I wasn't paying paying who. I mean, I'm not going to go there right now. I don't no, want to no, no, put no, anyone under. But it was a, a period of time when you were really kind of gone, and you were going to these masters or these gurus, and they, you were paying them money, and they were telling you that you are gifted. You're one of the few people in the world. They're telling you a bunch of shit. So I lost all my faith in the yoga world at that point. Mostly, but, you're, but hold on, because okay. I thought, it, you know, I'll talk when you're done. Are you done? Here we go. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> for one, they don't tell you you have a gift, and for two, you have to pay to go to a fucking class. Oh, that's good. I'm fine with the class. But it's I don't. I never gave any money. Like that doesn't even make sense to me because I was feeding homeless people. No, that. No, that, that's fine. You can feed anyone you want. But that's all I gave money to is the homeless people. I didn't go, if I bought a gift. You like were taking all of our life savings and trying to feed all of Venice. You were, it no. was like, we were paying our bills. I stopped getting paychecks and you were feeding everyone in Venice, okay. which is beautiful. We had to f- feed our kids first. I, s- you know, I, I spent a minimum. And pay our mortgage. I, honestly, I spent a minimum of $5,000 a month at Nobu. I spent the same amount on, on, on feeding some people in Venice. And it looked a little odd because it was something I wouldn't normally do. And, it, and I was doing a lot of other crazy shit at the time. So she was trying to hold it together. So and, and as I knew it, I was just trying to help all of a sudden. I wanted to be of service, which yeah. was so weird to me. Because if you told me to be of service before, I would have been like, go fuck yourself. But all of a sudden, when that happened, I wanted to help and feed and be a part of something else. And that's that, and that's that oneness that, uh, that a lot of awakenings kind of which spark. Doesn't, and and, and know, which has nothing to do with people talking at all. <coughs> don't. Who cares? I'm not asking you to believe in anything. All I'm saying to you is, is that I, I got to the other side of this, meaning it was scary. And a lot of times, a lot other people hear, they say they hear voices. That's why they call it schi- schizophrenia. But it's not a thing <coughs> of voices. It's, it's yeah. a feeling. I mean, I think the worst Go voice. Ahead, I want to hear. Go ahead. The worst voice that we actually hear most of the time is our own. Yeah. You know, so. Do you think your dad had any type of. Um, he's my <laughs> <laughs> there he is. That's my dad. <laughs> say it. Say it. Come, come on. The table's shaking right now. <laughs> okay. Do you think your dad had an underlying an underlying cause? So do you think he was slightly schizophrenic? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think um, I don't think so. Uh, but I, I loved do. your dad. So I'm, this is like no. no but like he was off. He was off. But he was a heroin addict for his whole life. I don't even know him to be any different. But do you think before he even got into heroin, do you think? He had an underlying cause. No. When you talk to his brothers and sisters, they always say there was always something about him that was a little different. He was different, but he wasn't schizophrenic. So before all this happened, no. you and I talked one time, and you said your worst fear was to be like my dad. Uh-huh. I think that's every son says that. That's <laughs> yeah, that's my Especially that's if, my you're worst if you're from the hood, but I want to be like that. Yeah, dude I want right to be there. like my heroin doing dad. Come on, daddy. Yo. No, we had a deep <laughs> conversation one time, and you're no. like, JC, I'm scared. I I don't want. Who would not be? I didn't want to be like that. 
you knew that. That's we're not digging too deep for that one. <laughs> that was that's the low hanging fruit, you know. But but it's funny that you say that because I do communicate with my dad now, and I have a different relationship with him, and understand him differently now. And you you ultimately were the one that was with him so much for ten years. You were with him everywhere, oh, every day. Yeah, I was married to him. Yeah. I was. We were. T- he was. Yeah. And and we so close. the last thing to think is that your best friend will come speak to you, and um. But you, you were paying Jeff's mom to channel Jeff. I mean, you were paying anyone at this time. Okay. I'm just telling you, like it was, it was. Okay, so could I just, just real clear? I don't know how to say this, but on everything I believe right now to you, yeah. I never paid Jeff's mom a dime, ever. So this is the things that would happen. Joey, I had to pay her. What did you? She what did you pay her? She was requesting money to talk to you over the phone and give you a reading. I, I'll show you the receipts. Okay. You, you were paying these people. Okay. Anyways, and people, I, go, okay, I like so, and I paid, <coughs> did, you, did you, did I pay you to come here? Yeah, I paid you too. Everyone's, five, so, so the thing is, is that I'm paying everybody to tell me these things, as long as I keep paying them, right? I don't know where I'm getting the money from. What, where am I getting all the money from? Uh, through the divorce. <laughs> You've got a settlement, and you're paying, you're using all that money now to start your life again, so wherever, you know. <laughs> This is where it's taking me to. By to the way, does everyone people. know we're divorced at this point? <laughs> I think everybody. Knows I don't think we're we got divorced. to that point yet. I think everybody so should look, know. If no, you we didn't look. even get to that point. I swear. No, they, they know. But they, they know. know. They, they know. know. They know. But the thing is, is, is ultimately what you, what you're, what you're crusading towards is trying me. I'm. I've paid people to tell me that they believe what I'm doing, and I, it's like saying it's like disrespectful to Jossie because he's because you ask Jossie's him. Cool. He's not trying. But he's cool. cool. But he'll tell you. But if you ask him the same thing right now, do you think that ask him that question? Ask him that. Ask him what? Ask him if he feels if I communicate with the other people. Ask him. I believe. I already it. know that answer. I don't even have to ask him. Everyone around you believes it, or they wouldn't be around you. So, so you I think? But am I paying him. them? Uh, that's up to you now. At believing, this point, I've minute, come to the point on, where I accept on, you. On, for believing, believing it and paying somebody, someone being paid for it is is like it's manipulating. It's bullshitting them. Tell them what he wants to hear. But if they believe it, that's different. Yeah. That's all, so they believe but it. I'm at the point now because it's been two years. Like to each his own. If if you're healthy and happy, I'm happy for you. I'm not hurting anybody. You're not hurting anyone. You're not punching walls anymore. And that was the most important part. Yeah. And 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 ultimately, look, I don't think I was. I didn't. I didn't want to come here. At first, I I did because you know we went through so much um, between now and that point. Of I almost got stabbed out <coughs> front of this place mm-hmm. by supposedly my best friend because I, they wanted to come. I said I'm meditating. So when he came here, I was like, oh, almost got stabbed at, 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 a, at a meditation. <laughs> I'll a tell you why. We, we came to the meditation, and you had a 19-year-old heroin addict with you that right. you took from the rehab that we tried to put you in. And this 19-year-old was taking you to the bank. You bought him laptops, clothing, and then you found heroin needles in the trash can where you were staying with him. Okay? I'm not just being this way because I haven't seen anything. I saw some shit that was real and and. We were trying to protect you. Your best friend. To stab me? I mean, I don't even know uh, what happened with okay, that. I so was in the car. So let me st- I, I don't want to even dwell on that. No, right no, but, it's but, imp- but let's, I'm let's, just saying, let's look at it. There was a lot of people around you that we didn't think were healthy to be around you in the beginning. I, in the I beginning. So what happened was is that this kid <coughs> was at a rehab that I was at. And when I went there, what they did was to get an extra $15,000, they gave him alcohol so that he would pee uh, positive so that they could get more money for detox. So I found that they did this to about three or four other people at the rehab that they had me stuck at. And I was really angry at the time and I probably needed to be somewhere and I needed help, but it wasn't that place. Mm -hmm. Um, so the kid that was there, 
uh, started talking to him. He's a int- really intelligent kid, and, and it reminded me a little bit of me. And I'd been around so many kids on heroin and people on heroin that I didn't really freak on that. I was just more or less had someone to talk to, <coughs> and he wasn't high when we left. And so we took off. But I, I didn't. I wasn't giving him money. She acts like someone. T- Look at me right now. Does it seem like someone's taking fucking advantage of me? Does it seem like Samuel J. took advantage? Does it seem like anyone takes advantage? No. At a certain point, I'll say no, but that's the same thing she said to Eddie. Don't go near him. He's sick. Don't take advantage. But at no. a certain point, hold on, please. Let me just finish. It's important. At a certain point, I just wanted someone to listen to me. Not that I had to pay them. I, I, was, I had everybody telling me I was schizophrenic and I was sick. And I'm like, no, I don't feel sick. So I was just trying to, once I'd have normal conversation, people were talking to me normal, I always take people out to lunch. I've never let you pay, probably pay for lunch. And she knows it. That's true. We're both like that. That's not, okay, that's not so, a problem. But I wasn't paying. So when you're trying to create a story that's not real, it's like me saying, well, let's go to court because you're going to lose because it's not true. Joey, it's every not true. single person that saw you and knew you were like, what's up with Joey? What's, what has happened to Joey? I'm not, I'm not debating that. To this day, I, I'm not I still hear that. it. What happened to Joey? Like, I'm not debating is that. Is he okay? You know, like I'm not debating that. But, uh, so you're saying still, they're saying, oh, is he okay still? Really? I hear it daily. Okay. I do. And I'm like, no, he's cool. He's, we're good friends now. Like, everything's yeah, fine. So th- so you're so better so now than you were a year ago, like though. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, so so how it changes from up and down is, so so I still walk around and she'll say, yeah, they're Joey, still, they, he's you still. You would walk up to people and you're like, look at my arms. I've got chills all over my arms. And then you would start looking up and you would start like shaking and then you would see it. So our own accountant lost his partner and you went in and you're trying to channel his partner who had died. He had to shut his practice down and, and leave for the day. He was so freaked out by you. So that was going on daily. You were walking into places and trying to te- show people what you, that's what you do. You I, I and, and so you're you freaking a lot of people out. I'm just saying this is like this went on for a long time. And you're right. And I was freaking out. And the whole idea, the whole thing about it was is to 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 wake up one day a certain way and then to be freaking out like that and not have the help that you need and to be being forced into something. What is Hold that on help? a minute. Exactly. What help is there? There's nothing. You who is it to put me on medication? I'm on no medication now. Do you feel let me ask you this. Do I seem insane to you? Do you trust me with your kids? I do now. Do I, I look sane? This? I always think I'm like. Am well, then I you're questioning the right decision. Then you're questioning I do, yourself. I, you're questioning yourself. No, I'm not questioning myself. Well, I am. Yes, questioning I'm questioning me. my judgment. Your on own you. sanity, yes. then. Not your own sanity, because you look I'm at me. Questioning my judgment, because do I really? I, it's weird. I thought I knew you for my whole life, and then you changed. I did. So that's what. That's scary. You know, like it's it scary as hell. I well, thought and I trusted and you. I thought I knew you, and then here's the crazy part about everything, though. You know, change is the scariest thing in life. That's why people stay the same. Because change is fucking, is radical, it's scary, it fucks, it freaks people out. Because, like, even when I changed in, in, in my own family, I remember I went to, I moved to Utah and started working um, for a company out there that my family thought was, you know, a little different. Um, it was in Utah, Mormons, all these things. I'm the only black dude working there, all these things. Um, but I came back home a different person. I came back home more connected to nature. I came back home not wanting to wake up and go to church. Um, I wanted to do other things. I wanted to go and read different books. I wanted to learn different doctrines. I wanted to just engage with a, the fuller spectrum of life. And it scared me because I was like, for most of my life, I was one way. Or I felt that I was one way. And now I can imagine what he felt for all of his life being one way. And then all of a sudden waking up and the switch was turned. And you don't know what the fuck to do because you don't know who to tell it to. Because everyone wants you to stay the same because they know you as this one way. So it is scary and challenging to accept people as they change. Okay, wait. It w- is. Were you running around your backyard naked with Japanese swords? I could have been. Like, I, I mean, not running. I no, like no, no, no. Sprinting, I, ca- doing backflips. 
But does I mean, it, it was quite, it was like an Oscar-winning performance, what I saw in that backyard. That <laughs> but so what I'm saying is, is I was, I did, and it looked crazy. That's, it does, but I'm not. And uh, there's no help for people like that. You, what you're telling me is that, and, and you could say everyone still thinks, I don't care what they think. I'm cool. I'm very happy. I'm the most in love with myself I've ever been. And that's And cool. I've been able, and, and it's important. It's the most important thing. I think what happened was probably the most amazing thing that could have happened to me as a human being. I care more about people, about the planet. No, totally. So it, what is wrong it, with that? Nothing's wrong with it today. But what took, you know, you had an affair. You, 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 know, you hurt I, me I, and I the kids I got through all, all this that. craziness. I that. I'm not taking A lot of people that. were hurt along the way. It wasn't all about you. And that's, I, mean, so you, I know that. you're I'm trying to help everyone else, but it, along the way, you crashed your own family. I, I and don't, that was it a big deal easy. that you never really acknowledged. It, I didn't acknowledge it. It took a minute. You were, you, out, you were out on the world, Joey. We, we were left to pick up all the pieces. The company was failing. My, our 20-year-old t- son had to go in and take over the company. Okay? I'm just saying, you were out trying to save the world, and you were on this mission. And it was, that was great and all, but here I am learning that you cheated on me after being together 21 years. I have four kids. So let me, let me just, let me just interject our, we, for a minute. It was like a bad situation. Let me, let me interject for a minute here real quick. I want to talk about the things that we could talk about because for me, breaking out the things about the failing, it, it's, 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 it's futile because I set Dax up. I taught Dax what to do, how to run that business from the beginning to the end, from closing to accounting, everything. He's there because I taught him that. Of course. Okay, so I it's knew. how things happen. We're lucky that he was taught those things. Well, uh, so, so if hindsight were forced, I kind of knew what was happening and I set up for this. Does it sound like pretty much correct? Well, that's cool then. Okay. So ultimately my sole purpose, I understood I was going to be going through a change and I set my family up to do that. That's why they're in a very good position. Um, I walked away from it and I was acting very strange. And I think that we're I did. A, by the way, we're in a good position because we all put ourselves where we are right now. We were in a very bad situation when you, when all this happened. We were in a horrible situation. You, uh, not you financially, you were not. Financially, you had you had. I didn't uh, get you a paycheck for nine months, Joey. It, I don't want to go into our details, but we were in a bad situation. It's we so the th- I don't want to do. Are you seriously? You don't have to go there. I'm just saying. Seriously, seriously you just sold. No, 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 no. It was bad. It was bad. The company was not doing well. It, it was not. Dak. Our son went in and changed a lot of things around, and we had to kind of take over everything from what you were doing there. And restructure the whole place. That's a whole other conversation. But what I'm saying is, I have a question, and it's being very real. Do you think any drugs you took did anything to your mind? You think this is just a beautiful thing that happened in the middle of nowhere? You know, you you don't think any drug you took or or mixed together led you to where you are now? I think that I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know because they say that it'll happen from like a loss, something traumatic happening. It could happen from a plant medicine. Ayahuasca will right. induce it. So it could be, but at the time, there were so many things happening, and I don't know because I've tried to isolate that, to look at it and go back and go, like, what caused that? What were the, 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 you know, the, the events that, that to led to that? And I think that a cross between your dad, Jeff, there were so many things coming to this perfect kind of climax to where I, I don't know, and, it, and, and it, it went in waves because it went, it went away and it came back. And the more that it came, the less I was attached to financial things and money. And that's when I started giving things away, as you said. Um, And it looked like people were taking advantage of me. But I was kind of disengaging from the energy of money, which I was so, like, hypnotized by before my whole life and the things that I would do for it, and which I'm embarrassed to even talk about because Mm -hmm. people are so much more important than that. And, and, And I was able to see that. And so when I started to convey it, 
because of the way people were normally used to me talking, I looked crazy and I was doing crazy stuff. But as far as running things down, I think toward the end, maybe I, 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 I didn't pay attention to it, but there was some, there was well enough there. And I don't think, and you, you it just is to my opinion, your opinion, you felt there it's so bad. Okay, that's fine. We all, we all live in Malibu. We're all very comfortable. Yeah, and, I'm not and complaining. Trust me. So, but well, let me just finish. I let you speak. So all, what I'm saying is, is that all those things were set up so that I, I, I feel I, I left so that they could keep going on with what they did. I set my son up to run the business. So if I wasn't attain, uh, uh, being more attentive to the business, it was because I was losing my fucking mind. But ultimately, I needed help. And I, I wanted somewhere to turn and, 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 and she didn't understand, and it did look like she's the whole time. She's still saying it looks crazy, mm. and I don't, I don't, I don't feel I can go anywhere, and I feel great. So if if this is crazy, I'm cool with it. Mm. I'm I'm fine. But um, better now today than you were a year ago. Oh, I you I have didn't come a long way. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not. I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I didn't like. Absolutely. This is this is whole thing. Look, at, that's what I'm saying. We got to this side in the middle of it. It was hard, but it was really hard for me in the middle of it, seeing it, because I wanted you to know that I wasn't crazy, you know, because I felt like, wow, I found something that's so amazing, but I looked crazy trying to convince you that I wasn't crazy. I mean, you're looking at your arms, you're looking at the sky, you're looking all over. I you, mean, you would I'm, too. I don't see people like this on a daily basis. I don't. But it's like saying you know. somebody with cancer and making fun of them, okay? It, it, if somebody's is coming into something and doesn't know, these are things that were happening to me. I can't make myself have chills. So I was looking at it. So if you're making fun of it, or I'm, I'm trying not to find out. Fun of anything, it was just like I don't it know was bizarre behavior it that I I wasn't used to seeing. That's did, all. Did it ever happen to you before that? No. no. So no. it was um, I was tripping out. No shit. I was going. Why is this happening? Why do I see images? Why do I see? I, I was able to see things that you know that I didn't want to see. A lot of things that scared me. I, I mean, I set her whole house up on on. <laughs> On generators, I started generators. dropping off thousands of pounds of food at churches. We I had a co contractor come and measure all the <laughs> windows. We spent, I think he spent like 20 grand on getting every window measured and putting hinges on them so that when that natural disaster happened, we could be all boarded into <laughs> our home. The contractor was like, I've never had to do this in my life before. This is a first. I mean, we have plywood, and it got burned in the Malibu fires, but we had plywood to cover every window in our home. And I, 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 it was craziness. And it did. I look, look at. He was buying bow and arrows that could kill animals for when the disaster happened. Like the kids had so much fun with those. I mean, Achaska is now he he's a full on like archery is his thing. He found the box of bow and arrows. He opened a box and he knows now no, he's good. He'll shoot. He'll get his rabbit. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot, of, a lot of money spent that we saved our whole life on these things because of his. Look, of his paranoia and things that were happening. So it, it was a weird it, time. I don't. Think it was weird. It wasn't. It was paranoia, but you know what? When you, I started to see it, it did. It, it threw me off. And so at first you want to start to save and do these things. And I, I talked to other teachers and other yogis because I was like, what is that? Why, why did, did buy I... buy tinfoil too? And no, I asked, I asked. Everyone does different things though. <laughs> A lot of people kill themselves. Yeah, they do. Suicide so is like huge. We can laugh. It's funny. We can laugh about Suicide it. Suicide is huge. You would never, ever... Well, what I'm saying is you said earlier that if it wasn't this, if I didn't have kundalini yoga, it would have been the other. I would have probably drove my truck off a cliff. And I even said that to you because when I started hearing Jeff talk to me, it scared the fuck out of me. And I didn't understand what it was because I knew my life with you. And like if I looked at you, things were normal to me. Like to me, I was like, OK, I'm safe. I'm cool. You know what I mean? It was the first time to where I, I, I didn't have grasp of that because it was a different thing that I wasn't able to understand. And you saw have you ever saw me nervous or. 
scared. I, I was always able to keep everything kind of, you know, stoically stuck in there to where yeah. I, I had it, you know, hid. But on this, I couldn't, and then I didn't know how to express it, so I went in head first, the way we did everything else. And, and I know for it me, crazy. like I, I, I wanted to protect you, but I couldn't because I saw so many people around you that saw they were all these opportunists, t- like sticking on to you at this time because they saw someone weak. They did, no. and you were giving too much to the wrong people be, for I've a long had, time. I've had people like that all my whole life sticking right, to me. But the when old you're a person, hold on a minute. When people generate money. They have hanger honors. That's that's the true. way it is. Very true. That's it. True. You know? That's and, very and true. So, but but and, and, and you're right. I was confused. And, 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 and ultimately, as much as you annoy the fuck out of me, it was good that you were there to do the things <laughs> you did. No, it was. Because I was, a li- I, I was. I was in confusion. But I also, too, didn't really care about money as much. So I, and, and I, it's important. You obviously live on this planet. Yeah. But I was trying to balance in to understand what was real, what was not. And that balance between heaven, man, and earth became r- the reality of that became like that quick. And I was like, because I just, my mom was, a, you know, went to Catholic schools and I raised my kids Jewish because I just didn't believe I was a sinner when I was born. This wasn't and my then thing. Be- and, then, and then when, when, when I'm listening, you know, I, 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 it conjures up, these stories conjure up stories, of, for me at least, of Jim Carrey, uh, stories of Tom Shadyac, stories of Ricky Williams. You know, people who have gone so sh- far from who we know them as that we call him crazy. Like Ricky Wayne, we, I looked at him for years and I thought he was crazy. I had people tell me, that dude, you watch a documentary, like, what is he doing? How do he play football? Run his face to another man's face for 20 years and then say, you know what, make a bunch of money. I want a Heisman Trophy. I'm going to go live in a tent in Australia. What? Or Tom Shadiak, who I, I guess bumped his head on the PCH and decided to start giving his money away. And actually created a documentary that I love. So Tom, Tom and me live about, we live four houses down. And so when this happened, everybody was saying, you know, this guy, Tom, he'd some same type of thing happened to him. Da, da, da. And I was like, Lynn, remember Lynn? Lynn was the one who said that. I had no idea who he was. But he went through an awakening. But it was, I think it was caused by a, bi- a bicycle, a bicycle accident. Cla- yeah. accident. And uh, the same type of thing. He started, fe- I think he's still doing it, feeding homeless people, giving his money away. And he looked crazy. And everybody in Hollywood said he was crazy. And. He happened to live four mobile home yeah. trailers down from me. I'm the other. You look at it's like you being the one black guy. You'll find the only other black guy. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing. I found that dude, and and when we didn't become best friends because I stayed to myself, and, and you know he's obviously t- doing his thing, but it was something very similar happening. And you can tell when people start talking differently. We, oh, we yeah. start to they get that twinkle in their eye for sure. And and I I I definitely. Uh, I definitely went through a change. I'm not saying I'm completely on the other side of it, but what I'm saying is that now we're raising our kids. Um, and you can see we still, we, there's some fire. There's still fire. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, 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 it's the fire, that the, the difference of opinions in, in, in where I was at, where she was at, where we're coming from, where she's going, where I'm, and, and, and trying to raise our kids in a way that we make sense in doing it. And we don't, we're not gonna always going to agree on it. The yeah, kids did sure. not want to go near you no. until recently. No, I mean and it's just recently become. And I had to leave. Like when she said, you left, you left. Like, well, I had everybody in Malibu was like, you're fucking nuts. You're crazy. You're talking with your hands. Cause I was. I, the mudras. I was doing this thing and she was like, what are you with your hands? I'd be like, I, I don't, I don't know, but it feels good. And I start to see these images in my head. I don't, I don't know what it means. So then people would be like, oh, he's walking around doing this hand thing. And so I did look crazy. And so the easiest thing for me to do was to leave. And I started traveling. I went to India and Egypt and 
started to find out what that energy was that I was picking up on. And first, let's recognize that you only look crazy because you live in America and you live in a society that has so many barriers and limitations to understanding spirit. Let's be real. In this country, we profit more off of broken souls than anything. Would we you profit consider yourself, off of people. Would you consider yourself spiritual? Yes. You would? Yes. Okay. 100%. I, I, 100%. I believe you. You don't think I'm spiritual? So, <laughs> no, I, 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 I do, but I just say, I but am, you believe I every... Believe, so you I have believe, my own thoughts. But, no, I know, and I do believe <laughs> you are spiritual. I know I, I, you were the one reading these books, and I used to go like... This is my thing. Like, I wake up every morning happy, with a big heart, ready to help whoever needs help. I Just for me, myself, I don't need to go to someone to teach me how to be that way or pay anyone to teach me how to be a good person. I wake up, and it's in me, and it's in my heart, and I, I live my life a certain way because... Uh, that's the way I want to be and choose to be. I don't go to someone to get that and teach me it. So, and teach his own, whatever everyone so you, needs. So everything, so everything that you know now, you got all by yourself? I got it through, through trial and error. <laughs> no. You got it by I got learning it from everybody. From what? Learning from everybody. Absolutely. Everyone's Every day I learn something new. Right. Every day. So no. Like so what you're saying is, if you're insinuating, I don't go to pay anyone to go tell me anything, but what I do is I went to somebody to help me. What you just said in the beginning of the conversation is that it was the one thing that helped me. I surrounded myself with people that were doing kundalini yoga and became a kundalini yoga teacher, which probably saved my life, which it did. And it helped me. It helped me be understand, understand this energy. I think it's great. I love that you did it. And uh, that's why I'm here right now. Like we could be friends finally after all this craziness because you're a better person. You are, you're calmer. You're, you, you're happy. I'm friends with your girlfriend. <laughs> she's a but sweet you believe like So you, she's sweet. So you <laughs> believe, she's sweet, she's sweet. so you believe other people talk, just not me. And that's okay. Wait, what do you mean? But other, at least wait, you wait. Think. What do you mean, other people? Well, one thing I want to make sure is that you, or not make sure, I want to ask you is that. So you do believe that there is communication with people that aren't here. You believe in that. If it makes sense, if 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 it absolutely makes sense, and someone's telling me something that, like, say, someone's saying, I, I could I could talk to your dad right now. That's not. Well, I would know if by the message they give me if it's real or not. And no one has been able to I do that yet. But I am I open to it? Absolutely. So you've never, Please, you, I, have you ever done a reading before? I have, and none of them have ever been on never, point. None. Never once ever? Never. Tell me one time. I don't know, because I'm just asking if you, I don't. Never. Not don't one has ever been. And look, you, but I'm open also to, you're not that's open. one thing with me. You're not open. I if you were open, so you'd be. so open to anything. Yes, I am. <laughs> you don't sound very open. Um. Okay. I've been to a reading where she said my grandma had. I know, this I'm not. Like, it, it, there's so many freaks out there. Okay, there is. like there is. I have to be. I look. Have discernment. I, I'm I, the. I I'm where I'm at from a lot of shit I've seen and been through, and so are you. Okay, we're both clever. We're not book smart. We're street smart. And is it raining outside? Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> we're smart people. We are. We. I can look at someone and and whether I agree with what they're saying or not, it doesn't matter. But if something's real, it's real, and if it's not, I know right away. I just do. So you've always been very straight. That's 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 what I appreciate about you. It's very straightforward. And on that, if you and the way it is, is that you are the type of person. It is what it is. If it makes sense, if it's yeah, it's, I'm I, down. I got it. I'm like okay. Well, that changes cool. when you start to hear other things. But if this happens, <laughs> it does it does? Because you know how I was. But if this happened to you, one of your kids, what would you do? Because they would start to feel that they. I might would put them. Well, I would. What would you I do? I would have gotten medical help. And what and what I is that? Medical I tried help? to. I tried to take help? you to UCLA, but you did not want to go that route. I wanted you to get the top professional help. And what I'm was I'm not that? saying that's the right thing to do. or what I don't know what the right thing to they do. They wanted me a medication. They wanted to try to medicate you to see if it would help your situation that you were in. But you were opposed to it completely. I wanted to do yoga. You wanted to do your way. And you did. 
and, and, and that's your path in life. And, and it that's works. fine. And it works. So hold on. So so <laughs> we're getting there. We're almost there. <laughs> but it worked. It helped. So it, what it, I'm saying know. is just for the kids, just because like all seriousness, and, and not even kidding, is if you look at the suicide rate for men under 40. It's unreal. It's Unreal. sad. No, it's, sad. it's completely sad. But w- imagine now the way I was acting, that's what it would look like. So they would only think like, oh, that guy's running down the street, jumping up and down and, and could commit suicide freaking out because he doesn't know what's going on. So, so if it was, your, if it was our, one of our kids, what would you do? I would, I would immediately go talk to him because I went through it. I know what to you do. You would not get the medical help? No, absolutely not. That's like giving them, that's like a death sentence or putting, giving them, they, they could get locked up forever. You, there's people in there that aren't safe. It's like you throw away the key because once they have you, you're stuck they, there yeah, in that system. Yeah. It's a tough situation. I mean, because look at it. Like in this, in this country specifically, we don't have a protocol for spiritual awakening. We don't, we don't have a protocol for any contact with spirit. You go to Peru, you go to Brazil. What's the protocol for someone buying 400 boxes of tinfoil and running around the yard oh, naked with guns? Trust with me, the, if you bring... With, with swords and be a ninja. Hold on a minute. You tell me what the protocol for that is. No, but the protocol is to Somebody see what's knows. wrong. There Somebody is. Oh, okay, so let me tell you. Your mom and I and your sister met this guru in the market. We paid him, I think, $1,000 to come and check on you. And he said he could heal you and he knew exactly what you were going through. Mm. I forgot the guy's name. He came to the house. He did all this sage. He laid you in the backyard. You freaked out at his wife. You remember? I don't know if you even remember this. She was scary to you and you told her to leave. He stayed and tried to treat you. He brought you in the shower. He took a shower with you. He got out. He goes, call 911. Something's not right. He goes, something's not right. You don't remember. This was right in the mix of it all. We no, tried I, I, everything. So what it wasn't is like it? we were just like, oh, fuck, he's crazy. We brought in people. We tried everything. What I'm saying is, is that every time we'll keep coming to it, and the thing that, that we keep pointing at is how crazy that I looked. Correct? And so now think about this. If this happened to Chaz, what would you do? Take him to UCLA and get a team of experts to try and help us figure it out. And, you know, I don't know. I don't, or trust some yogi that, that says Honestly, he's gifted with that? I don't know. But you're, but you're going into it with complete, are you would send him to me. <laughs> that's up to you. you know, that's up to no, you. No, I don't know. Hopefully, know it exactly. doesn't happen to any anyone else. You know, it's I don't wish this on anyone. It happens this all the time. This was tragic and, and gnarly to, to go through. And so, what would you want to do? Family, right, okay, like so what would you want to do us. the next time? It this is it's broke up our heavy. entire family. Okay, right. It, it was a big deal. So I don't know the answers to this. I wish I knew. Trust me, I don't know. What, what I do know, and I'll keep it on a positive because I can go on and on. A, you are you're in a good place right now. Your life is good right now. So it is what it is. You know. So if you saw a case, because I'm probably a, a hard nut to crack, if you saw this something that it, it, it worked with me, wouldn't you go as, as a human being? If when, you're, when your kid's sick, you'll do anything. I know you will do anything you can to make sure your, your, your kid is sane and healthy. You will do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter. You'll break, you'll bend law. You'll do whatever it takes. And so if you knew that, that I went through something that helped me, it's right here. You just say, what was it? What could we do? It wasn't and like that. Trust me. I'm saying I'm not saying that. Maybe not now, but it is now. Right oh, now, now it's different. Yeah. And I'm saying for our son, and, and all of us have this. This is something that we all have. It's that we drowned it out with drugs, drinking, and the the, the 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 daily shit that gets in our way. And that's what meditation does. It's like taking out the garbage. You just kind of clear that out so that you could actually understand incoming information. Because really, what we are, JC, is antennas. And so if we think that really we're in control of what's happening here, and like how you're. We're not. We're not in control. And that's what I figured out when that happened. And it scared me, and I'm much more grounded now. And love you for being here, and I'm, I'm glad. And I get annoyed because, yeah, there's certain things you might say that get me annoyed, and that's normal. I'm cool with <laughs> it. This is huge. He didn't react. Like, you've been calm and collective and 
just that two people can come into a room after being married 21 years yeah. and go through what we went through, affairs and this situation that who knows what the fuck it was, what and that we know? can get along, and this is a cool thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's look, at the, at, the, at the end of the day, the, the number one thing is I, that was more important than anything is when you thought I was going away and just leaving was to come back as, uh, looking like a sane person so I could, I could get back the, my family, which I was separated from and show you that, that I wasn't crazy and that this is something that I was, I, I just felt really important to my heart and I wanted to share with you because, you know, the people that are the most closest to you are the people that you want to share the most important things in your life with. And so I was trying to convey that, but because of the way it looked, um, like mental illness and the way that it was painted in the picture that I painted, the way I, I projected the way it felt, you know, it, it scared everybody, and, I, and I'm sorry for that. But ultimately, if we could use this and this platform to talk about it and get other doctors to help people and help other kids. You say doctors. You just say doctors. Because I think we have right now, there's doctors we're talking to, psychiatrists and psychologists, <laughs> um, to put a hotline together that are spiritually trained to help people like this that could be maybe about to shoot themselves or jump off a building or do one of the other things that you may do, take drugs because they think they're having racing thoughts um, anxiety attacks, things to where you might think that you, you, you're overthinking. And, and if I feel, I feel that uh, by bringing attention to it and other ways to, to help it only benefits us as a human race. I feel that because it's the most amazing thing that can happen to you, right? Imagine me, a hardened person. I've been shot at. I've been, I've been like that type of guy. And right now, if you ask me, I want to help the world. The, and, and I'm looking at who I am now, and I... I do, I do love it. And I look back at the old person I was, it's embarrassing. Well, you were a piece of work. <laughs> Your I know. sister and I were very close, and she would always say, she goes, you deserve a medal. Like, how do you do it? Your mom would tell me that. Look, they told you the first day you met me. I know. So I knew what I was getting. You know. Your disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a fun ride. I'm not yeah. going to, like, it was fun until the swords and the tinfoil came out and <laughs> no, Look, I'm kidding. and it's um, true look at and, and if i could change it in, in in all honesty if we were to go back like if that would happen you know i don't know where we'd be mm. but we were very very close in that if we had something to help us at the time you were not this person like you were a difficult man no like no I, I, was. You, you, I was i was i was but what i'm saying if, if we both had something to where we could point to there where she had something else to look at and go wait i might have a other way to to be able address to address this, this and help yeah. this Maybe there would have been a different outcome, yeah, but we sure. are, we, everything happens for a reason, and, yeah. and we're both good with it. And we're raising our kids this way now, so it's this kind of balance between, you know, the space between is is trying to keep it to a place to where I don't seem crazy. I can't come out there looking like Mr. Yogi Joe talking out there all ethereal because they're not going to get it. So, and on well, the I think street, we're so traumatized. So it, when we see it, it just brings us back. It triggers. To it's a trigger. It triggers all yeah. the shit we it saw does. that. It does. Sure. It's so a, you it know, it, like it does, but we, we laugh about it. We now. do. We joke about it. All day. You, you have, have to. to. We have to laugh. We've laughed at every, we've been through a lot of tragic shit together. And, and just to come, uh, honestly, to come in here right now, is this wound is not healed. Clearly. Just, we're still, like, you know, but I feel that this is also part of our healing, and, and I, I'm, I'm really grateful that you came in, and, and seriously, I'm seriously grateful you came in. And yeah, you irritate the shit out of me, but... <laughs> But I'm, I'm, you know, even with our kids, and, and, and I'm thankful. Wait, to why do I irritate you? Because you don't want to hear the truth? No, I'm kidding. No. no <laughs> Yo, she's hilarious. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't, I, I'm kidding. I, 
I love your outspokenness and it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I think that ultimately because of the way you are has made you the mom that you are. And I was able to go off and understand what was happening to me because I knew that you had the kids taken care of. That's mm. really what's up. So thank you for that. You're welcome, Joey. So on that, that so note. Well, well, and honestly, I just want to make a comment on the rain because I realized recently rain is very cleansing. Oh. Uh, whenever it rains, that means something is being cleansed. So um, today's episode was a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know if I truly want to get married. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, By the way, I don't think anyone should ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so much fun being single. <laughs> Actually, can you tell us one? Uh, what was your last date? Who? who oh, I'm not. Who did you? Who did you date? I'm not saying. <laughs> but anyway, who guys? Not um, going there right now. But I'm think, having fun. That's for she's sure. having fun. And I'm not dating anyone that's in the yogi world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a good fella, anyways. He's a. When who listen, guys? Oh um, Today was amazing. As you heard, the topic was the fine line between mental health and spirituality. Uh, we discussed a lot of things. Um, I hope you guys got the message. Um, here's a closing message that I want to just deliver. Um, let's stop playing uh, the shame game, guys, as humans. Um, and let's learn that this big ride that we're on is very, very, very wide. And there's a lot of roads that we can take. Um, so don't always try to fit into some mold that the world wants you to. Be yourself and find out who that is. And that might be the craziest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. All right? So uh, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you, JC, for coming through. She's got my same right. name. Uh, Joey, the co-host, and your boy, Pastor Positive. We out of here. Thank you so much. Satnam.